Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mom of the Hard Kid. Today, we're going to be talking about liars. When your children are liars, <laughs> because it can be quite a surprise in parenting. I also want to say I am sick today. I hope you will forgive me for my raspy voice, but I'm not terribly sick. I hope we can make it through. So when you have a child who leans towards lying. Now, I'm not saying regular lying. I think most children lie. I think most people lie. But I'm talking, you know, when more than 50% of your serious conversations are lies. So not not the not the stuff that doesn't matter. When you're like, "Hey, hand me that." Okay. You know, "Oh, did you like this?" Sure. Like those those kind of li- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you know, that there are liars and then there are liars. (laughs) So in my 13 years as being a mom, I've been lied to so many times, right? You know, especially little kids lie, medium kids lie, older kids lie, kids lie. But every so often, you know, you get that liar pants, that real liar pants who would rather sink with the Titanic than admit that they are wrong or that they stole your chocolate bar. You know, they will swear to you, tears streaming down their face. Please believe me. Please believe me. And, you know, I didn't steal it. I didn't eat it. And they will swear that they didn't take this delectable sugary treat. Even though you can see the chocolate on the sides of their mouth and a little slash on their chin from when they, like, accidentally brushed their finger across it. (laughs) You can see the chocolate. You saw the wrapper under their bed pillow. Like, you know, they ate it. And yet the performance that they put on is spectacular. You know, one of the hard things about having a difficult child like this is that it really is kind of amazing that they have this skill set, but it's just a terrible skill set. So it's not like I, I, (laughs) someone was like, what do we do with our kids that are like this? And they're like, I don't know, do we put them in the CIA? And I was like, no, because you want you want them to be honest, at least to their handlers, but their capacity to lie can be amazing. So, so many lies. So I have more than one that likes to lie, but I have them divided into two camps. I have the one who doesn't want to deal with getting in trouble, doesn't want those consequences. And then I have the one that will never let you win even if it means sticking to their story until one of you makes the other one look like, I think it's the Zacks from Dr. Seuss, where they're like, I'm not going to, they like bump into each other as they're walking forward. And he's like, no, I go this direction and I don't even step to the side. It would make me go in a different direction. And so they'll just stand there until you die because they will not give in. You cannot win. And when you have a child who has reactive attachment disorder like mine does, this is your kid. My kid has the most amazing mechanisms to pretend that they are either superiorly injured or superiorly not in trouble. Like it's fascinating. So with the first category, I mean, it's annoying. Like you never know if your kid is going to tell you the truth. But the second category kind of sucks. Um, especially when your child can like turn on and off the waterworks and their tears just streaming down your child's face. And 
And this adds an extra layer because in our case, she knows that if we're in public and she's crying and I'm being like, I don't really care about that, you know, and I'm just kind of ignoring the behavior. She knows that I look like the jerk. Right? So she pulls this out all the time. So what do I do in that situation? Well, with both of them, I tell them the truth. I think the truth will take you far in a lot of parenting, but you do have to do it in a way that is cautious, kind, and yet direct. So for example, I tell them, you know what? I have a hard time believing you because of all the times you've told me lies in the past. And this I do because I am afraid to be that parent that if my child is telling the truth that I don't believe them. And I can tell them the story of the boy who cried wolf and I and I have because it's been relevant before. <laughs> and it has been embarrassing. When my child is telling me the truth and I don't believe them, it has been embarrassing. So I have to tell them, you know, because of the things that have happened in the past, I don't know how to believe you on this. And the truth is, because of other things you've done, it makes it really easy for me to think that you either did this or and or didn't do this, whatever the circumstances are. So I um, it's very honest. I tell them I want to believe them and that I hate that I even have to second guess. And but that because they've lied over the dumbest things before, I don't know what to think. But to the second, I say... Very like, cause, cause hers is so calculated. I'll say something like, sorry, I don't believe you because you like to lie and you like to lie just to embarrass me and make me mad because that's definitely true. But, and I say, but since you've lied so many times, I don't even know what to think, but because it's been so many times, I'm going to err on the side of thinking that you're being dishonest with me because you usually in this situation have been dishonest with me. But until I can trust you, we're just going to have to sit in this place for a while. Because, you know, trust is earned. We all know that. Y'all know that if you've done something to break somebody's trust, it takes a lot to build that back, right? So I know my child is my child and I know my child is important. And I'm not just going to sit in a place where I believe everything she says because I want her to feel validated. I'm not trying to validate her feelings. I think a lot of parents really try to aim for validation right now. That's not what this situation is. This situation is I need to teach her a skill set and I need to teach her that lying is not in her best interest. Because when she grows up and she gets married, and I say this about my son too, or whatever uh, child it was. (laughs) And I'll say, I'll say, do you think it's in your best interest to lie to your spouse? No. Do you think it's in your best interest to lie to your boss? No. Do you think it's in your best interest to lie to any of your friends? No. You know, so it ends up being it's genuinely not in their best interest to flip straight to lying. When my child enters the workforce, I don't want her to be like, oh, my car broke down. My grandma died. Oh, you know, there was so much traffic when there wasn't traffic. I want them to say, hey, you know what? I got up late. That was stupid. I'm not doing that next time. I'm going to do my best to make sure that's not something that comes up because I don't want my children 
to rely on the lies that they have to get them through life. I want them to adjust their life so they don't have to lie. You don't want to put yourself in a situation to lie. Lying is usually something you do because you've done something you weren't supposed to. If you can't live your truth, then, you know, the the lying is going to wear you out and take you down. And that goes for the very simple things such as, oh, here's work. I can't lie that there was traffic when there wasn't traffic because that diminishes the person who I am. And I can't live my honest self that way. When it comes to people like the second, my second child, and I, the second child in this story, <laughs> it is not in her best interest to lie. When, when children have reactive attachment disorder, which is, I believe, a very umbrella-y term for a lot of mental illnesses, teaching them that lying will be good for them has a very high percentage of destroying every relationship they're going to have in the future. They are so delicate in the way, in well, the way mine presents things, which mine presents things in a borderline personality way, which is incredibly intense when it comes to relationships. She dives deeply in and then she doesn't know what to do with herself. And then she'll try and put on a show a particular way and then she'll start lying. And and, it, and it's crazy because she's very young and yet she does all of these things very openly and blatantly. And then to add lying on top of it, it's, it's not going to do well for her. She is not going to have better relationships in the future. And she might not even be able to hold a job the same way that somebody who's more honest can And I don't mean honest to be like, say every rude thing that comes into your mind. I just mean, you know, present yourself truthfully, be somebody that everyone can trust. Because being able to be someone people can trust is going to take you a whole heck of a lot farther than being someone that nobody can trust. And right now, (laughs) we are at the very beginning of this trajectory, but it is a real trajectory nonetheless. The, the little one who has all of these um, issues with mental illness and her PTSD, her ODD, her ADHD, her um, potential borderline personality stuff, her DMDD, like those kind of things are, are going to trap her if she can't live honestly amongst it. So lying is a big deal when it comes to kids. And you just sort of think, oh, they're going to grow out of it. They're going to grow out of it. But but the way they grow out of it is because their parents guide them out of it. Because if you stick a kid, (laughs) I have one kid that I don't think has ever done this, which is just kind of amazing. But my other kids have definitely all done this. Let's say they go in and they take candy, right? Because they want, they want it and it's good. And they go and they you know, sneak it somewhere and then and then you come out and they have either the chocolate all over their face or the candy still stuck in their teeth or or the wrappers under their bed, right? <clears throat> Sorry about being sick. Um but it's my job as a mom to not say, Oh my gosh, my child is gonna be an absolute mass murderer because she stole this candy from the candy bucket. Like, but to say, hey, 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 hey 
the reason I don't have you have candy is because for some of them, it's the artificial colors. For some of them, it's the sugars. And for some of them, it's because she will eat candy and then she will eat nothing else like there. But then I explained to them, hey, there's a reason I limit this. And the reason I limit this is because it doesn't do well for your body. It's not good for you. I'm definitely okay if you have these treats. But if you start lying to get these things, then you will think it's always okay to lie to get what you want. And that's not a trait that I think is a good to have as an adult. We've talked, I think, a little bit in some of the other episodes about what I do when my little one lies in public about me. So when, when you have a child who has reactive attachment disorder or any kind of oppositional disorder, so like an uh, uh, oppositional defiance or a mood disorder or, or things like that, when, they, when there's a lot of anger in there, then they t- it's very typical, more typical than in other places, um, sometimes even like bar- bipolar and a lot of time, I think, in borderline personality where an antisocial personality disorder where they're kind of just in a place where they're feeling snarky and they're feeling mean and they'll put false accusations out there. They'll either lie to DCFS or their teacher and it's a big thing or they'll lie small to the people around them and, and just little things. So another thing I like to do before I ever have interactions is I like to calmly (laughs) because they won't believe you if it's not I'll I'll say um, I'll tell people who are in authority that lying is one of her things. She'll sometimes lie, and I also have to know as an adult that there might be times that she lies, and it's going to have DCFS come to my house, and I am going to have a review, and I am just going to have to make sure that I live my life in a way that. I don't give them any evidence. I don't, I didn't act in a way that any of that evidence is real. Does that make sense? Where I can live in a place of honesty, where if they say anything, then I can at least know that it wasn't true. Because I, there was a lady, oh my goodness, she was just in the news on Fox News, I was reading, and she is from Utah. And I don't really understand the story. I thought the reporting was really bad. But her and her friend, I think it was, were making like mommy blog videos on YouTube. And then come to find out her and her friend, I don't really understand this. The The information was unclear, but they were maybe locking their kids up and duct taping them to stuff in the basement. And they were like emaciated. Like, I, oh, because of parents like that. And and she's doing this mommy vlog, you know, she's talking about parenting and, and parenting rights. And because of people like that, I know that if my child makes a false accusation against me, I will be evaluated. And I have to understand that that's just the world that we live in. And I'm not like, it doesn't like sit super well, but I'm, I get it. Like, I don't want to have to fall into the category of this crazy lady who locked kids in her basement. Like, I don't want to fall into that category. But because that category exists, I know that people might think that I'm there if my child is saying something. The only problem is (laughs) my child knows this too. 
So all you have to do if you get through those false accusations, and this hasn't necessarily happened with us at this point, but I've, I've kind of been mentally bracing myself for it. But you have to know that this is just going to happen, that your child's going to say stuff and you just have to live honestly within yourself, knowing whether or not you have participated in any of these things. And truthfully, as somebody who's been on the foster parent side, it's way easier just to admit the stuff that you've done. They ask you and you have done it. It goes far better for you if you admit that you've done these things. So I know that it doesn't always work out for the best and all those things. But when I've sat in court with my little foster kidlets, then you see that even the judge, you know, when when somebody says, when the parent says, I didn't do that, I didn't do that. And then it comes out very obviously that they did indeed do it. And in the cases I'm referring to, there have been physical abuse and there have been drug abuse. But all of these things have been provenable at the, in these cases, in these court cases. And um, as soon as the judge knows that this parent has lied to them, it really hurts their case. So it is in your best interest <laughs> either way. If you did it, if you didn't do it, just to be honest. And it's hard, I imagine, because I imagine you don't want to admit that you have been in that place mentally or physically or whatever it is. I I imagine that's very difficult. And to be honest, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It makes me sad. But what I'm saying is you don't want your kids to be liars because you want them to be trustworthy as adults. You also want to be a trustworthy adult whether through your actions and behaviors or, or whatever it is, you don't want to have to live in that dividing area, especially when you are raising someone that you don't want to live in that dividing area of trying to decide, should I lie? Should I pretend? Should I whatever? You, you don't want them there. You should do your best not to live there. And then I would say lead by example, but (laughs) these kids aren't going to believe you. And yet leading by example is still probably the best because my daughter, one of her things with the attachment is she, she needed to be able to trust. So I was honest with her and, and sometimes to a fault, but I was honest with her and, and honesty really creates security in a relationship. It does it from you to them and it does it from them to you. So I guess my big thing today is to say, be honest, be kind. You can be honest and kind at the same time, but be honest and then tell your children and even yourself if you need to, why it's so important to be honest and the consequences that happen. Because if you have someone who's narcissistic, like a lot of these reactive attachment children are, that can't see things from their you know, anyone else's view, but their own. I mean, you can take a normal child and you could say, how would you feel if you were lied to? Oh, I'd feel bad. Well, they feel bad. But if you have a narcissistic child, which, you know, many children have narcissistic tendencies because you kind of grow into your ability to understand other people's feelings, you have to frame it to them and what will benefit them. And they have to be able to understand how this works for them. Because if they're truly caught in their feelings and they're truly just trying to survive, they don't care about anyone else. 
They don't care about their feelings. They just care about themselves. And as unfortunate as it is, it's a reality and it saves a lot of time if you can just figure out what your child responds to, what what clicks in their brain, and then teach to the portion that clicks, such as their narcissism. Teach them, hey, this isn't going to work for you. Hey, when you grow up, people aren't going to believe you. Hey, this will affect your friendships. You know, think about if somebody lied to you, would you would you trust them again? You know, you can you can frame these things in a way that help them to understand why being honest is important. Well, this one's a little bit shorter, but I feel like if I go on, I will just be rambling. So thanks so much for joining. (laughs) And I wish you all the best when it comes to raising your cute, adorable, difficult kids. Goodbye now.